You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. Sending huge love to Jay Hill Marketing and its new editing house division bookmark. Bookmark enables you to keep your copyright without sacrificing the professional execution of the big houses and all at a fraction of the price. This is a brand new business model in digital publishing. Bookmark is helping authors everywhere get published. My guest today is my own ninja. No, it's my own <laughs> fitness trainer. You can hear him laughing in the background. See this? I just love this. Love it. But he goes, he goes beyond that description. Mark Zalmanoff, a.k.a. the Fitness Ninja, brings his own brand of clarity surrounding super special clients just like you and me in the industry. One of my fave things that he ever said was telling someone to just be positive is BS. And then I was like, dude, that is it. When you have a real physical condition, so much more goes into just trying to dig a little deeper and get a little more positive. And he's writing a new book that covers a multitude of areas that you will be able to relate to, ranging from mindset to persistence to adaptive healing and more. This is the new age of physical healing that combines compassion and encouragement with beast mode. <laughs> Please welcome an innovator. Who is making improving America's mental and physical fitness his personal task? My coach, Mark Z. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna start just taking you with me wherever I go. <laughs> you can just I don't even care. We we could be at a restaurant and you just introduce me to the server where they, you know, they walk over and they're like, hello, I'm I'm Jill and I'm gonna be serving you today. And you just go into that. That's amazing. I love it. It's true. It's true. Like you make it easy though. I love it. Because it's true. And you're doing so much for people and real people. Not like, oh my God, I have to lose like 0.5 pounds. <laughs> oh my God. Like you're doing so much for real people. And so I'm just so excited in working with you and feeling understood. And I just want to share you. Well, you know? I, I definitely I, I appreciate you having me on. I thank you for the opportunity. And, and you know, I, I've, I've said this for a long time to, to so many people over the years. Like, there's so many aspects of fitness and nutrition that are easy. So, you know, when a 25-year-old healthy male walks in the gym, that's easy. You know, whatever they want to do. I mean, they can do almost anything. And it's the, it's the clients that are outside of that box, which is more people than most people think, but it's the, it's the person with this issue. It's the guy that I trained that's got a cage around his low back from a, from an accident that almost left him paralyzed. You know, it's people with neurological issues. It's people with chronic issues like you. And, and you know, those, you, that group of people make me better. Because it forces me to continue to not only do my own research and figure out what is best for you, but it expands my knowledge so I can help the next person even better and the next person even better and the next person even better. And 
you know, I've been doing this for a really long time and, and, you know, this isn't to pat myself on the back, but you know, this has been since 2003, I've been in the fitness biz. And so I know it's a long time. And, and, you know, I, I, I get, I get the looks all the time of like, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm like, I work out, you know, that's why I look good. I work out. But, um, but no, you know, it, it's, it. you know, very few people last this long in this industry because of a variety of reasons. But, you know, I've, I've always had this passion to help people. And, you know, you and I have, have already talked a little bit about, like, like, my goal is to help people be functional and to feel good and to be able to operate in life the way they want to without limitation. And, and yeah, you know, and whether, whether you have a condition or not, doesn't, you know, is of no consequence to that end goal. And, and and so I think, you know, keeping, keeping sight of that and, you know, I don't, I don't knock anyone's goals. If somebody wants to get a six pack, yeah, fantastic, you know, let's do it. But, you know, but we all, I think, I think you can attest to this and I certainly can, you know, I, I turned 40 earlier this year and, and I, I mean, I want to look good and feel good, but I don't really care. Like, you know, I got, you know, if I got a four pack or a six pack or whatever, like, you know, can I go outside and play ball with my boy? You know, can I, can I, you yeah. know, scoop up my yeah. fiance and throw her over my shoulder like a caveman, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, she'd love that, right? Because women love that. I just want to just, you know, just drive home the point of the caveman thing. If you're a guy and you're like, should I do this? The answer is yes. Always be the caveman. Okay. (laughs) Now that we've covered that. So you, so you approach this in a different way because, and I think I speak for so many people right now who are listening, who are like, well, I've been to the gym, I've tried the trainer, they gave Mm. up on me. But your approach is very different. I think it's born in your mindset. And you said something really interesting to me yesterday, which was you grew up in a positive household. And you didn't know that there was even any difference out there. You just thought that's how people were. So tell that story. Share that story because that, that yeah, was so really I was I was raised by my my dad and my grandmother. And you know, to this day, my dad has he has I, I can't even think of a time that he's been critical of me. Like he has just wholeheartedly mm-hmm. supported any and everything that I've ever done in life. And, you know, whatever I did to receive that blessing, I'm so grateful for it. And, you know, I've made my fair share of mistakes like everyone else. But, you know, he's always been there to just go, hey, good job. Like, I'm proud of you. And and I think we underestimate sometimes what that does to us, you know, in, in the positive manner. We know what it does in the in the negative manner. But just having somebody say, you know what, I'm proud of you. Like, you did a good job. It changes people. And, you know, so, so the other side of this was my grandmother and, you know, she was such a huge influence and and still is a huge influence on my life. She passed away years ago now. Um, And seeing, seeing what she went through. So the last 15 years of her life had breast cancer, stomach cancer, bone cancer, diabetes, high blood, high blood pressure, two strokes. Um, was, was medically told not to drive anymore, you know, for her own safety. Um, and, well, and probably any oncoming traffic safety as well. Um, and you know, so, so I, I watched her go through all that and 
you know, in your, in your mind, you're like, man, that's, that's rough. That's so much stress on the body. That's so much stress on your mind. It's scary. You know, you never know what's going to happen. And that, that lady, my grandmother was the happiest person I've ever been around. Always had a smile on her face. Wow. Always, you know, just like randomly out loud to no one in particular, you know, oh, thank God for this day. Like, oh, thank you, Lord. I'm so grateful. And, and it's not that she was an over, overly religious person. She was just grateful for that day. And every day that she had, she operated in that manner. And like I told you, I didn't know any different. I thought, oh, well, I guess people are like that. Everyone's grateful and happy to be alive. And, you know, and then, and then you get out in the real world and you figure out that, you know, people, people cut you off in traffic and tell you you're number one and all that. And, 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 but, but thankfully, I had enough exposure to that in the beginning that that's what was ingrained in my head. And, and so, you know, anytime that I'm going through something, you know, that's, that's rough or troublesome or stressful or whatever, like I always bring myself back to that. I'm like, you know what? Like I don't face that. And even if I did, how grateful was she to be alive? What do I have to complain about? It's it. It's total mindset. I mean, it, it absolutely is. And it's not that you're not going to feel pain. It's not that you're not going to feel even sometimes agony. You're not going to feel d- depression, sadness, all of those things. Yes, feel them. Nobody's saying don't feel them, but have a plan for when you feel them. So what am I going to do? Do I, do I want to stay in this state? Do I want to acknowledge that? Yes. And, and we like to talk about the emotions in the room with you. It's sitting across yeah. from you in the chair, you know, just like <laughs> wave at it. Like, I see you. You're there. Okay, great. But we, st- we have stuff to do. We have other distractions that are more pleasurable than, you know, focusing on anger or whatever. So I think it's amazing. It's a huge testament to, to like the malleability of the brain and so you were programmed positively but you are self-aware enough and like societally aware enough to know that just saying all right positivity just be positive like that's just a load of baloney I mean, if it were that easy, we, you know, the whole world would be happy. Uh, you know, oh, oh, I was just supposed to be happy. I didn't know that. Like, come on. I mean, you know, the, yes. it, it's such a, yes. it's such an easy thing for a happy person to say, right? Until, until the happy person gets punched in the face, it and then is. what happens? Well, and you know, I don't even know if you can teach if that happy person can even teach a sort of. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll say a mindset shift. I don't even know if they can teach that because they've been ingrained to be happy. The person that I want to listen to is the person who's been through it, is the person who has been in the trenches. Like you've worked with people who had, and we talked about this too, like every reason to be upset and to be what, like, I hate that freaking phrase. You have every reason to like, just let's just retire that right now. Yeah. But and, you've worked with yeah. People, so much of it is you this, know, and you, it's, Number one, it's being aware, right? And and so when you walk around unaware of 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 your surroundings and your feelings and your emotions, you're just reacting. I mean, that's a just a recipe for disaster. And and you said it before, like you, mm-hmm. it's not a denial of feelings. Like we're allowed to feel sad and mad and depressed and anxious and happy and joyful. Like we're allowed to feel all those things. 
the the important part is okay well what do you do with that right and and so much of it is the mental reframing of things and for example you know there's a there's a concept of okay say say somebody pisses you off and you're like super angry and you're like man I'm so angry right so you're you're attaching yourself to the anger being a part of you as opposed to saying i'm experiencing anger right now so for me to say that i'm experiencing anger is a different thing than me saying i am angry because if you do that long enough yeah. if you say i am sick i am disabled i am this i am that and you keep saying that you start to embody that you do it becomes your identity and it and it can't and it's not like Again, it's not like don't acknowledge the emotion, but the other thing is that in all of these emotions that we experience, there's a gift in them. Even when we're pissed off, there is a gift in that emotion and that experience. It's teaching you something, right, in that moment. And so it's a, a little bit of, of changing yep. your perspective. So from that aspect, and you've seen this, and things have changed, I would imagine, in the gym. Going back, yeah. you said to 2003, right? So you've been doing this for, I'm doing my math now, 16 years. Um, who is impressive <laughs> to do math in front of like an audience? You know, it's like a whole different other pressure. Um, but you've seen the fitness world change. Are you seeing more people who need adaptive fitness regimens yeah, and, come to you now? You know, I don't, I don't know if it's a symptom of, you know, as, as I've aged, my clientele has aged. And that, that I think is kind of natural in the fitness industry. Like, you know, you tend to start to serve people that are, you know, like-minded in some way, shape or form, whether it's, you know, similar interests or socioeconomic status or age or gender, like you, you start to kind of just surround yourself. So, you know, I train a lot of business professional people. I work with people that have children, you know, and so that, I don't know if it's a symptom of that, but I, I believe, so here's something, this, this kind of irritates me, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too. So, you know, mental health gets brought up a lot, and, and people talk about the stigma of mental health and that nobody wants to talk about it. But people have been saying that for like, I don't know, eight, 10 years now. Well, there's a stigma about mental health. Nobody wants to talk about it. Yes, they do. Quit saying there's a stigma about it. Just fucking talk about it. Like, you know, I, I think sometimes it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? And so, you know, people, yes. the, the more comfortable people are in their condition, whatever that may be, the more likely they are to go get help. And so, you know, you being accepting of, you know what, this is where I am. This is the lot life has given me. I'm going to make the best of this. I want some help. And, and so it takes that step to go, okay, I'm going to go hire somebody to help me with whatever it may be, fitness, nutrition, you know, business and, you know, all those things. And so, you know, my, my hope is that this trend is rising where people feel a little more empowered to go, you know what? I may not be the fitness model. I may never run a half marathon, but I can get better and I can have a better quality of life if I pursue this. 
And that's what I'm about. That's what I want. I want people to enjoy life better because they're in better physical condition. So the first thing, what I'm hearing from you, the first thing is that you need to accept it. And so many times we have such a problem with accepting something that makes us in our perception or what we perceive society to believe is less than. So we're not a perfect <laughs> body, quote unquote. We don't have <laughs> right, like right. the two legs. Maybe we only have one leg or maybe only one works or we our hand is all janky, whatever. So when that happens, we assign ourselves like a kind of sadness and grieving. Like I've lost this. I can't do this. We come from a place of I can't. So what I'm hearing you say is that we have to stop belaboring the I can't movement and accept it and say, okay, great. This is me. I'm going to get to know me. I'm going to get to know what I can do, what I like, what works for me, what doesn't work Absolutely. for me. You know, the, and I'm the human work body that. is incredible. And, you know, you ever seen a three-legged dog? What do they do? They do the same thing yes. that every other four-legged dog does. They, they, they adapt and they move on and they wag their absolutely. tail and they're happy as hell, right? 100%. And they <laughs> and they don't even know. They don't even know. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't even yeah, where to think go. I had a leg, but maybe yeah, I never I did. Move like, around. Somebody even... pet me. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Who cares? Me, feed me, love me. That's all I need. Yeah, you know, so it is. And, and it's, and again, it's not to take anything away from people. It's not to say that, you know, you're, you're not going to have your days and times that, that you're struggling and you're hurting. But, you know, you mentioned it before having that plan and, and not allowing yourself to just wallow in it. And I remember I heard this speaker years ago, he talked about like, right. when, when something bad happens in your life, he goes, you have three days, you can throw a pity party, but you only get three days. And on that third day, you better yep. start coming up with a plan. Yeah. And and all we have to do is is yep, look around at so many examples of people who are who have done and are doing extraordinary things with what society would deem is less than a physical body, you know, less than a whole physical body. So, you know, from um, you know, the guy, I can't remember his name right now, I think it's Nick something that has no arms and no legs. And he's like an amazing motivational speaker and yes. he, nothing holds him back in life. Yes. No, no, it's, it's crazy, but we kind of build our own prisons, you know, and, and I can kind of, I can hear the chorus of, but this, but that, but I, this, but I, that coming up and, and it's not to invalidate you or pain or anything like that, but it is shifting the focus. It's coming off of that focus and it's accepting what you have going on. Now you're attacking these goals that you're helping people to accomplish in different ways. And as you're writing your book, you're dividing up your training into various processes and mindset shifts. So I want to talk about that a little bit because I think it's fascinating. You're not just bringing to the mat like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to have you do 10 reps. Let's get it. You know what? I want you to lift this weight till you throw up. Take a break, oh, then do it. some more. Like you're not <laughs> – you're holistically attacking fitness and health. That's what you're doing. 
that's what I see you doing. So talk about talk about that approach when you work with somebody. It's I see you as doing so much more than just focusing on the action yeah, you know, that a client has to take. Again, because I've been doing this so long, you know, I, I know it's about the relationships that I build with people. And there's been so many examples over the years of because I've been able to build trust and that people know that I have their best interest in mind, they're willing to give a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then quote unquote, all of a sudden they look up and they're like, Oh my gosh, I just did that. You know, whatever that may be. I have a, this, uh, this couple that I train, they're both 67 years old and retired. And the lady, when she started training with me, she's like, I don't run. And you know, it's kind of like adamant, like just telling you I don't run. Well, fast forward about four years later, and she did a 5K for the first time in her life and ran the whole thing. You know, so, so Whoa. much of it is about empowerment. Whoa. And I think there's so few people that have other people who really believe in them in their life. And it's sad to say that, but, you know, we live in a society where it's so yeah. easy to be connected but isolated. And... You, you know, people, oh, how you doing? Well, they're not really asking how you're doing. You know, that's the courtesy, like, oh, how's it going? Oh, it's good. How's it going? I'm fine. Yeah. You know, nobody's fine. Like, we're all, we're all messed up in some way. <laughs> but, but when you, when you can start to yes. show somebody what they're capable of, what their body is capable of, regardless of what their condition is, and you get that one little win, and then you just get that one little win again. And then you get another one on top of that. And, you know, it's always interesting to me when people start to look back at um, where they were as opposed to where they are. I'm like, oh, wow, look at what I've accomplished. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know, like writing a book, right? Everybody's like, oh my gosh, you know, wow, that sounds like such a huge task. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens if you just write 10 pages every day or 30 minutes every day? You just sit down and start working on it. You know, in a year, you're. <laughs> don't well, no, then they got to come to you to make it, you know, put it all together. But, <laughs> but you know, like I, like I told you yesterday, it's, there, you gotta, go. you gotta go. take advantage no, of the yeah. wins and you have to work with what you have. And, and every day is different because hell I wake up some days and I'm a little more tired and a little more sluggish and my energy isn't there. And, you know, maybe my back's a little sore. And so, you know, I work out and I do what I can. And then I may wake up the next day and feel like I could conquer the world and do some crazy workout. But, but that goes for everyone. Like it, this isn't a linear progression and it never will be. And so, you know, when you wake up and your joints are sore and, you know, you got flare ups or, you know, you specifically like days, your legs are like, yep, yeah, screw you. We're not doing anything today. You know, here we are. We're just going to sit. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, then what, like you said before, what can you do? <laughs> and when we can get that, when we can get people to focus on that, what can I do today? Don't worry about yesterday and don't worry about tomorrow. What can I do today? You know, my body won't let me do this, but I can do this instead. Then do that. Right. Absolutely. That's the holistic approach that you're talking about. So it's healthy mind and healthy body, but it's, it's, it's validating, but it's also not excusing you at the same time. So it's not saying, all right, 
Uh, you feel this way. You can't do right. anything. Go be a blob. It's not saying that. And it's not saying, you know, sink into this pity party. It is saying, honestly assess. How are you feeling? You already know the answer. My legs are like, screw you. See you later. <laughs> Maybe. And right. I'm like... Well, screw you too, but I'm going to do this instead. Like maybe I'll do, maybe I'll do, you know, light, light arm weight. Maybe I'll do stretching then or something and the, you know, and so it's adaptive conditioning and, but it's consistent adaptive conditioning at the same time where you're telling your mind over and over and over again, it is okay that we adapt every single day. Yeah. And, and I think too, to you know, in, in all have. of that, it's, you got to take the power away from the thing. The thing only has power if you allow it to. Yeah, we really do. Yeah, gosh, that is so, that is so true. I'm trying to think of this analogy of like of, of feeding <laughs> something, like of feeding Jabba the Hutt or something. You know, like starve him, then he'll die, and then everything is totally different. <laughs> I'm a, mar- I'm a Marvel guy, so I don't know Star much Wars, either. Yeah, I don't so, know. Are you? Okay, because my my husband's always like trying to educate me. He's like, "No, that was the second movie." Blah blah blah. Yeah, but we're we're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of of allowing (laughs) things in the external to have control and power over us. And the more aware we are of that, and the more we understand, you know what? No, that thing doesn't have power over. Like, you know, I've said this so many times. I can't control the weather. I can't control traffic. Unfortunately. Um, I can vote for who I want in office, but I ultimately can't control who takes office. Um, you know, I can, I can't control what, what my spouse does. What I can control is my actions and reactions to those things. So I can choose to be pissed off at traffic or I can choose to be grateful for a car with air conditioning. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, or do what I do. I'm telling you what, this works. If I know I'm going to be, we call That's it awesome. trash fuck in my house. If I know I'm going to be in it, like I'll, like I'll just get a big drink and put on my favorite music. And then I just sing as I'm in traffic. I'm like, this is my own little concert and it's great. And so you, like you flip it, take something that's supposed to be stressful and turn it into you time. You know, how can you, how can you do this? But I mean, this, this speaks to what you talk about, choose your lens, for example. You know, this is just one of the subjects that you talk about in your new book. It's choose your lens. Choose your lens. How are you seeing things? How are you choosing <laughs> to see things? And people get so pissed off when we talk about, but you have the control. But they're not looking at the great thing about that statement is okay, you have the control. So if you choose to feel shitty, you're going to feel shitty. The great right. thing about that right. statement is that and, that and, means and you can do you know, anything. That, that's the, the beauty of, of perspective is that, you know, when you, when you take the power back, that means you have control. And, you know, if you, if you point blame and you say, you know, well, I got diabetes because my parents did this or, you know, I'm broke because of the economy and, you know, I'm, I'm sick because, you know, the power plant or, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be like, I don't know. yeah, yeah. 
You know, I, I live in so, you know, I live in Frisco, Texas. There was like I this, have three this, eyes um, because of the power plant, damn it. I forget what the company was called, but there was a plant here that was like I think burying crap in the ground and like contaminating things. Anyway, so yeah. Um but but Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, yeah. So when you start, a, when you keep pointing that finger out and going, well, this did that. this to me and that did that to thing. me. What you're saying is until that changes, I can't change until the president changes. I can't change until the weather changes. I can't change. So, so you're just allowing everything to control you. Right. Right. And you're, you're sapping your own power at the same time. So is it going to be difficult dealing with an economy? Yes. Is it going to be difficult dealing with a challenging health situation? Yes. No one is saying that, but you do have the control over the actions that you take and the mindset that you reinforce. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I, I've said this for years. If, if you woke up this positive. morning, you still have purpose and I don't care what your condition is. I don't care what you've been through. Like there is a reason you woke up today. And whether that's to share your story with someone, whether that's to inspire someone, you know, it doesn't matter. Like I believe that everyone who is alive right now has a purpose of being alive and maybe they don't know their purpose yet. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there is a reason you woke up again today. So if you woke up, you're not done yet. And all you got to do is look at Christopher Reeve and Stephen Hawking. 100%. You know, Christopher Reeve could have, yeah, when yeah. that accident happened, he could have sat in there and just withered away until right. the end of time. Right. But he didn't. And he spawned a movement that is, you know, there's like groundbreaking technology happening now because of, of the work that he chose to do. He made a decision. And ultimately, again, regardless of what your condition is, like that's that's the thing is you have to decide that you're not the thing, you're not the disease, you're not the ailment, that you are a human being and that you have purpose and that you can change the world. And 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 when I talk about changing the world, you know, I don't I don't necessarily mean the entire world, but if I can change my world and the people around me, that's how we change the world. And you show people around you in, in the way that you live of, of what, so it's kind of like uh, learning by example or being a good <laughs> role model because you can't, right. I mean, everybody's going to make that decision and be like, well, I'm going to still be an asshole. But you can, you know, but you can, as as yourself, say, "Well, that's great. You're going to be an asshole. I'm going to be this person," and hopefully, they're going to learn from you modeling how great it can be to live your life in a certain way. So, there's two more things that I want to talk to you about, and I think these are super <laughs> important things. So, the first is that if you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. There's a lot of people listening today that are like, well, yeah. shit, I'm in a hole. I'm in a fitness hole. I'm in a nutrition hole. Or I'm in a, I'm in a habit hole. I'm in a bad freaking habit you know, hole right now. We're our own worst we critic and we're our own digging. worst enemy what every mean? time. And what do we do and, about it? And, you know, the stop digging, 
you know, we, we have this desire to get out of the situation that we're in, but we don't do anything about it. And if we don't do anything, then we're just digging the hole even deeper. And, you know, at some point you have to stop, assess the situation, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then again, figure out a plan. And, you know, it, again, it doesn't have to be taken over the world to do this. Like we're just talking about being a little bit better. And so it becomes the tiny action step. Again, what can you do right now? What can you do before you go to bed that contributes positively right. to your life? That's stopping the digging instead of, oh, woe is me. And I'm just going to sit here and eat Cheetos on my beanbag. In- Cheetos on my beanbag. I'm sorry, but that is an attractive choice. <laughs> and you, I mean, you know that, and you acknowledge that when people are going through their fitness too. So, the so I want to go back to stop digging. So stop digging means you know, as a person, like if you're just in this rut, you're overweight, uh, you're not responding to people who might want to do business with you, or you haven't done anything to garner any business, for example, or you haven't done the work that you know you need to do, you don't need to make a 180. What you need to do that is return that email, right? You need to then create that price list for your clients (laughs) that you talked about doing two months ago. You need to put those Cheetos down and maybe get up and get, um, you know, a a dairy-free cheese that you're supposed to be eating because it helps your autoimmune disorder so that you don't feel like shit so much. You need to maybe instead of sitting in that bean bag all day, you know, look at the walk app on your phone and go for a walk and see how many steps yeah, you can get. Yeah, and I think in. a lot Take of people just get overwhelmed so with the what they believe is the end goal. And then they build and so, on each other. So, you know, they're like, "Oh man, I got to, you know, I need to start working out. I need to eat better and I got to do this and I got to meditate." And and, and so mm-hmm. then it's then it's paralysis by analysis and they do nothing. Instead of, instead of that small step. Right, right. Right. And they discount that small step. Like, and you and I (laughs) talked about this because when I came to you and I was like, Hey, I want you to be my trainer. And you're like, hot dog. And I was like, right. So let's, so this is my weird body. And you're like, cool. So this is what we're going to do. Like I might work out a maximum of three times a week and you are on the sidelines just cheering me on. Like, that's awesome because that's what you can do. And I remember the other night I was like, I could only do four minutes, four and a half minutes on the bike. (laughs) And you're like, Hey, but you did it. You didn't do nothing. (laughs) Now these past three days I've done nothing because my legs are like, if you do anything, we'll shoot you in your sleep. And I'm like, listen, right. (laughs) But I focused on eating better (laughs) during that time. And all of the flavors of the Laffy Taffy I like are gone out of my house. So I'm not eating those, but I'm focusing on eating better. I'm focusing on eating clean. I'm getting some organic meats and things of that nature. So if you can't do one thing over here, but you can do it here, then choose to do it here. Thing we can do always. And, and, we, and you just cannot discount even the smallest step because those small steps are mental victories. And, and those mental victories will encourage you the next day to do something else. Yes. 
1 million percent. So I love that, the mental victories. So, okay, so before we close, just give me like three exercises you can do in a beanbag. So, I mean, to me, the, the I'm going to say it's obvious, but it's obvious to me, is literally getting up and down out of that chair. And, you know, again, looking at oh life God. from a functional standpoint, we probably do that movement next to walking. We probably do that movement more than anything, no, you know, I, sitting no. down and getting up. So on a couch, in a desk, in your car, you know, <laughs> no. I, I, I see people struggle doing that. And I'm like, there's no reason you should be struggling to do that. Now that, that's, I'm generalizing a little bit here, but <laughs> so you know, that's such a, chair, a fundamental thing that couch, all of us do almost every day, multiple times and I'm a day. Working. What are so three even if it's exercises stand up that I can do fully that just kind of will down in your chair into my lifestyle and do that 15, 20 times and do that three times during the day. It doesn't even have to be all at the same time, you know, sp- spread it out. um you know another one especially when we start talking about being sedentary so typically that that lends itself to poor posture so you know going back to the sitting position just sitting upright in a chair putting your arms down fully by your side and then literally just taking them straight up in the air above your head and back down to your side Again, number one, it feels good. By the way, I'm doing it right now because that's what trainers do when they talk about movement. They do the movement. <laughs> Snow angels, but I'm just like sitting up in my chair. So there, there's, there's your visual for you. But even just that, like getting some blood flow to the shoulders, getting your arms stretched out, getting your back stretched out a little bit. Like we just, and this, this is everyone, like we just, we're hunched over. You know, we're on computers, we're on phones, we're sitting down, we're driving. Like everything we do is forward. And so anything we can do to just kind of straighten up a little bit and, and, and relieve some of that tension in our neck and our shoulders and get some movement in, anything we can do to do that is a good thing. Um, the, the third thing I would say, and this is, um, again, the, these are things that most people need to be doing, like in general, everybody. So, you know, everyone always wants to work their abs. Well, if, when, when we're talking about physical abs, that's all diet. So let's not talk about that. It's a different story. It's very important. So we typically define the core as the, you know, the whole center of your body. So abs and low back. And, you know, I know for some people it's difficult getting up and down off the ground, which is typically on the ground is where most ab movements are done. So something really easy to do is, again, sitting straight up in the chair and you just tighten up your midsection. Like imagine somebody's about to punch you and you know it's coming, like right in the gut. They're going to punch you. So you tense up and then you relax and then you tense up again and then you relax. Again, for an untrained individual, for somebody who just needs to start doing something, you're probably going to feel that. And it, it won't take a whole lot either. And so the purpose of all that, and I'm, that's such a great question. I'm glad you asked that because if somebody can consistently do those things, even just a few times a week, doesn't even have to be every day, just a few days a week. Again, it's that encouragement and that empowerment to go, well, maybe I can do a little bit more. Or, you know, maybe when I'm, when I'm getting up and down out of the chair, I can, I can hold a little weight or a water bottle or, you know, something else. Or I can put, you know, 
again, water bottles are super easy. You know, I can hold two water bottles in my hand and stretch my arms up above my head and back down. So just adding a little resistance to it. So there's so many just simple little things like that, that again, it may seem small and insignificant at the time, but it's like interest, you know, there's a compounding effect of this stuff. And so, you know, anything you can do consistently that you, you have to break down those barriers for people. And, and I think, you know, having conversations with you and understanding, you know, there's, there's a lot of fear, I think, of overdoing things and then being laid up even longer than you already are. So, you know, how do we mitigate that damage and still allow you to move your body in a positive way and get better? And, and that's, that's been the key, I think. Um, and the introduction of the sentence into your life of this is all I can do and that's okay. That's okay. When you told me that and you said, you know what, that's okay that this is all you can do right now, you can accept that. Like you're, you're okay. It gives you that validation and you just need to reinforce that message to yourself. This is what I can do right now. Maybe not even this is all I can do because that implies you're not doing enough. This is what I can do right now and that's okay. So maybe change that message a little bit in your head from I can't do this right now, uh, that's too hard, uh, my body doesn't work that way anymore and flip it to this is what I can do right now and that's okay. And amazing to have you on the show. I knew it would be though. I knew it would be. Because like the second I met you, I was like, oh my God, it's like my brother. We just talk, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so but, um, that you took the time to be on the show today and help our very special community of people who just deserve the best. And I, I feel like they're so misunderstood sometimes. So thank you for taking the time out of your day and, and providing such incredible guidance. Mark, I have to admit I was scared. But that is also one of the reasons I chose him to be my coach. I knew he was fierce. But I also learned that he understands that bodies and health are complex. Fitness is not one size fits all. He knows that a level of compassion and encouragement are missing from our lives. This was an awesome surprise for me, discovering the power of the mental victories. And yes, he still pushes me, but he knows it doesn't make sense to make goals you can never achieve either. And it's okay to say that. Remember what we're substituting. This is what I can do right now, and that's okay. This is a new and validating way of looking at fitness for people like us who struggle. Mark embodies the premise that maybe the new destination is progress. To work with Mark, head on over to Mark Z Fitness and Nutrition on Facebook and check him out. I highly recommend him. Psst, hey, you. Yeah, you. Come a little closer. I want to ask you a question. Why don't you love me? I'm just kidding. But will you pretty please, with strawberries and chocolate syrup on top, leave Sick Biz Buzz a review on iTunes or wherever podcasts are available. 
we would eat you up just like those strawberries if you did that. You know, reviews are the lifeblood of podcasts. And that little podcast that could soon becomes that podcast that peeps can't stop talking about. Besides, it's my birthday month. So you owe it to me, right? Anyways, thanks so much for doing that. We appreciate you. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Be well.